0: Oh yeah, how's it going? Back once again with episode four of the podcast. On this episode, we've got Lee Mills, DJ Millsy, former resident of Fusion, Hardhouse DJ, and all-round versatile tune selector if you do enjoy the podcast then feel free to follow us on social media we are on Instagram and we do have our own community group on Facebook which is it's time to refresh podcast dash community uh, you can ask questions to the guests get early info and any bonus content related to the podcast take care what time is that? it's time, it's time to refresh uh, and we're off. Uh, this, is episode, this is episode four of the podcast. Uh, on this episode we've got uh, Lee Mills, uh, DJ Millsy, um, well known within the hard scene and um, clubs such as Fusion, uh, you're doing a lot with the Fusion reunion and, well, basically local legend, if you don't mind me saying <laughs> How are we doing? Alright? Not
1: too bad, thanks for having us.
0: Um I just want to get straight into it to be honest with you. Um because I don't know your history so and we've only like sort of briefly crossed paths yep. now and again. Um but I just wanted to ask how you started out, essentially.
1: Right, yeah, no problem. Um I started a job at Sellafield, uh, in an apprenticeship and a ladder who I worked with um, said Do you fancy swapping some decks for one of your mountain bikes? Because I used to mountain bike quite a lot back then. Right. Ended up swapping some, swapping one of my old mountain bikes for a set of decks and loads of zone tunes.
0: <laughs> well, so did you know you were into like into mu- like music? No, I wasn't. What?
1: I wasn't even into it. I just because random. Asked, just random, eh? Just yeah. asked us. Oh, class. Um, and so, so, so I spent I spent a few months just trying to learn how to DJ on yeah. cat- on. And so it was what Italian tunes,
0: I Italian, yeah, yeah.
1: which is obviously quite hard as well. So what year was this? We're talking. I must have been nineteen. Nineteen.
0: So i, mean, I don't know how old you. are. But... I'm, for, I'm
1: forty six. So uh...
0: oh, so what? It must have been late like nineties. Uh-huh. Something like yep. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, massively into mountain biking as well, eh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I see a lot of like the, the views and that you post on you. Sort of I'm views.
1: back. In, I'm back into it now, but uh, I wasn't when I was doing gym. Yeah. Um.
0: So then you started out doing the Italian stuff. Sort of. Where? where what direction did you go in from then? But you. Just bedroom DJ, yeah. Well, was bedroom DJ around you, like
1: it, at all. There wasn't really any clubs. There was passions, and there was, there was Main Street, which was ISIS. but it was, was, but I, it was right. called Main Street at the time. And yeah. there was four of them, obviously.
0: So were you going out as a rare clubber type thing at the time? Yeah, we were going
1: clubbing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. tall trees and stuff like that. Right,
0: and and what was the, the the scene of music? What was the what was the at the time?
1: Back then, it was like it was when dance music was just. It was basically dance music. It was on Radio One. You had Judge Jules, yeah, and trant, you know you had classic trance, and it didn't really have genres like it has now. As such.
0: So you were there for the the peak of that euphoric uplift and yeah,
1: trance. Yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. Oh. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. They they were that's, the best that's, that's,
0: my, that's the year I wish I, if I could get it around at any time, because a lot of the stuff now I listen to, it's still I'm still stuck in that moment of. 1997, 98, mostly ninety nine, two thousand, and that's like my.
1: That that was the year for trance and stuff. I think yeah. definitely
0: it was. That that was. I was going to mention this as well. I, when I when I went to Solfest last year, we went to sort of last minute on the Sunday. Um, some, yeah, the Sunday afternoon, and then I, I went over to the 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 dance tent or the Hive or what it's yeah. called, yeah. And I seen that you. I heard some like, um, euphoric, big euphoric stuff, and I was like, I said to him, "We're going to have to get over there." So whenever and I seen that you were on, I was just like, "Oh, this class!" Like, just because no, because it's, it's not something you eat out all the time. No, I was in, in nightclubs and that. Now there's there's no, you're not here uplifting trance, do you? Nah, really? No. Nah. So uh, yeah, what yeah, it it, time to be to be raving? Yeah. But like class. In good so, times. So where were you going at this point? Like, so you were saying I wasn't.
1: No, I was just. That was just a thing that happened. It wasn't. It wasn't part of a plan to start DJing. It was just. Yeah. He said, "Do you want to swap a bike for some decks?" And I said, yeah, Like Weird, no, isn't it, it, it?
0: just.
1: It just happens, doesn't it? You don't know. So, uh, so was it you
0: entertaining your mates or like when you were bedroom DJing? What was what was it? Were we we DJing at, like. I was just. Is? I was
1: living at my mum's, and it was just trying to, just trying to learn to mix. Yes. <laughs> it drove her insane.
0: Were you mates into it? Of,
1: of uh, yeah, a few of my mates were. We were. Well, Hard House came about around about the same time, right. and all my mates went into Hard House, so we would go away clubbing to Hard House, right. and then we started by buying like Hard House records and stuff.
0: What 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 sort of tunes at that time was were in Hard House? What
1: was? tidy t- tidy tracks was always quite big.
0: Yeah, um, mm. they sort of sort of hit the mainstream around right about then as well. The yeah, day, yeah. Then in 2000, 2001. Um, so where did you go from there? When what was your
1: first gig? <laughs> Start knocking about with Simon Kennedy. You know what Simon? You know Simon, do you? Yeah. Um, we
0: have, we we talk when we see each other and that. Uh, yeah. I think I last seen him in like Aldi or somewhere like that. But... Well,
1: we, ended up, we ended up getting sets at the forum, but it was when the forum was like on its ass. So yeah. uh, Isis was. I think it was. I don't think it was called Isis at the time. Tim J was DJing there, right. and it was just cleaning up. Right. So. So we we, what we what were, were DJing a few, We were DJing at the forum, but there was nobody going. And then we found out, Simon found out that Ron Adams, right, he was um, he was building Fusion, so we just wrote him a letter, I went to see him. Wrote him a letter, handwritten, mm-hmm. that is all. made him, him a couple of mixes, that is which good. probably weren't very good, I can't remember. That is class. And he offered, he offered us a residency, <clears throat> straight, like, straight away, went for a meeting with him. And,
0: so what were you playing in the forum, what was the, the, the music it was, just,
1: it was just same like picture, you know, like what, what was big at the time, I think it was like stuff like Music Sounds Better With You, Stardust and... Right, like, so it was more Dis- of a, disco- a,
0: a chart thing. You couldn't really go off into your own
1: venture. No, well, I mean, when we were doing it, it was just a, it was just something we were doing. There was nobody coming in, so there might as well been no music on. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I think I'll, I'll get Simon on, you know, I'll,
0: I'll give him a message, because I think he's got a good story to tell as well. He, like, e- yeah, um, yeah, I know yeah. He, he plays more slower stuff now. He plays more the house. He, like, he's writing to disco and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's doing well. <laughs> um, so then you wrote, wrote the letter to Fusion, and then...
1: You got the residency. You went to see that? Ron, and yeah, he got he was a residency, and then so the rest And there was you the opening night, or the opening night was Thursday, and it was September '99. I think it was October. I couldn't yeah. tell you exactly.
0: What was the thoughts that like process because it's quite a big step up, isn't it, with regards to size and and style. Yeah,
1: I was just like thrown right in at the deep end. I think. And
0: what was all <laughs> your mates coming that night, or what was what
1: was? was
0: there a, an excitement and a buzz around having a new nightclub in, in the town yeah
1: or? Aye. Well, you could see it being built couldn't you it was, when they were building it it was massive yeah, I'll
0: tell you I was only like three year old four year old at the yeah. time so yeah so, yeah, well. yeah, uh, so no I never like, seen it when it got built I just seen it obviously when it was
1: oh, well, one was tech, one was, tech was in with Tony Waring and he was showing us around when they were building it it was good yeah good crap in that yeah so what when,
0: when you wrote the letter what were you what were you asking? Like when you were asking for residency, were you saying you were going to play a certain style of music, or what? What
1: was the? Well, we kind of we knew Ron because we we knocked about with his son. Yeah. So it was it was it wasn't someone we didn't know. So talking to him, we just said, you know, we'll we'll play whatever it needs. I think
0: whatever it needs, right? So when when you when you opened up in the first opening months, say the opening year, what what type of stuff were you playing? Well,
1: the opening year was it was ninety nine two thousand. So that was when you would you would. Um, Judge Dubs would be on Radio One,
0: Yeah.
1: and he'd be playing all the big tunes like System F Cry or, Class. and it was back then when they were, the tunes like that were coming out, like yeah. Warrior and. That's that's unreal.
0: Like it was, I, I, I do you know, it spacious because it's like it's the stuff I listen to now, and I just think, why was I around? There's,
1: some, there's some cool stories behind the tunes as well because, obviously, we went we went on mailing lists then because it was just back in the early days, but we just you just like you'd hear a tune, just say Two Can Light a Rainbow, for instance. Yeah. We'd go, through to, we'd go through to, I think it was called, I can't remember if it was called Revolver Records. It was the one under the Arches and then Pink Panther. And right. he would just show us all his new tunes. And then right. me and Simon would fight over who was going to buy them and who was, <laughs> was going to play them. And then, yeah. like uh, some some tunes you buy it and you think, like, say, Toucan, you think, oh, that's a tune. And like, first, first few times I played Toucan, the, yeah. people hated it. They, they just didn't enjoy it all. And I kept playing it and kept playing it. And it just got, you've got to like, yeah. it, you force um, it into a big tune.
0: With, with, I think. Would you say it's different now to what it is back then? Like what what I'm saying is with regards to like breaking a tune now. Like, but obviously if you you've round off all these tunes. Um, for instance, we'll say System F Cry. That that's an anthem now, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Is it harder breaking a tune now than then? Do you think? Would you say? She was saying you were repeatedly playing the Toucan, like.
1: Yeah, to, to get people into it, touch. To thing. get people into mm. it. So is
0: it? Would you say you struggled more then on on now for like? <laughs>
1: well no it was it was good back then because you'd have the Jules' show and yeah. like you say when he first pers- first played system of cry i was like oh, can I, what the fucks that? and then you yeah. you after a copy yeah and so obviously you won't get a copy till maybe a couple of weeks it later because
0: is it because the music was on a grander scale so on Judge Jules' shows you would you would get millions listening to like radio mm. one well, so, people. The
1: thing is, people are going out to Fusion and they've been listening to Jules yeah, that night, or, and then yeah. they'd heard Smith cry, and then you play it in the club, and they're like, "Yeah." So
0: then it becomes an anthem. And it becomes an anthem well, that way. That's maybe something that's missing in the modern day. Would you say? Yeah,
1: just because it's you know they're not getting the they're not the getting the exposure. Dip. Is no. it
0: really? You can like get a tune could come out one week now and you could only get like a couple of thousand players because it's not getting.
1: They're not getting the air national play, ex- no.
0: well international exposure. Is it? That's
1: what it is. And that's mainly because, well, the way I think it is, like I say, back in 99, 2000. You said it's trance, isn't it? Yeah. And, but it, it wasn't really called trance as far as I can remember. I mean, when the likes of Castles in the Sky and stuff like that started coming yeah. out and then Pretty Green Eyes, that was like the start of like that genre, wasn't yeah. it? You know, it wasn't really anything like that beforehand.
0: Yeah, it was...
1: If you know what I mean. it was club just Club music. It was just like, club, yeah. club music, yeah. You, know? yeah. You, you, could, you could... You had System F Cry, which you class as trance, and then you've got, like, Gardeweg Push, which you could class as house. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, 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 just loads of tunes like that that... But yeah. they were just... You didn't call them house back then.
0: So, what happened next? What was, when, when you, you, you're you out playing every weekend, are like you meeting the faces of, of the town and all uh, the DJs? Because like, there must have been a couple on the rise then as well. Yeah. Within it.
1: Back then, DJing, obviously, DJing now, there's a lot more doing it. There wasn't that many. There was a, there was a few from Whitehaven that are, you are know, still doing it now, and there's a few from working. Yeah. But it was like a new thing back then. So yeah, well, not a new thing, but you know, what I mean, it wasn't wasn't as big as it is now. People want to do it.
0: Absolutely, There's, there is DJs <coughs> pop up everywhere, don't they? Yeah. Did you con consistently do the DJ? Was it because you, obviously you got the decks, but like you had that passion for the music once you were hearing these trance tunes? Was mm-hmm. it? Was it? You were. That's well, where the,
1: that's where the passion came from, just by doing it. Yeah,
0: and and you sort of at this point, I know obviously you've saying Judge Jules and on Radio One is. Um, sort of pushing that, that trance sound of that time that's what was big but did you feel like a bit like you were bringing a new sound to the area because up yeah, well, until there that wasn't, point it was like wasn't Italian any, wasn't it yeah actually? there
1: wasn't I mean there's still a big Italian crowd now isn't there yeah
0: massive you, there, was, it,
1: there, there was there was nothing like that was there there was nothing like that in Cumbria really no it was, it was just it was just good time and I think it was good time and the, the, right club, the, the, right the, time. the club opened where you managed to get a, a, a residency somehow and the club opened about the right time these tunes came out. If yeah. that makes sense, it was just perfect.
0: What was it like on, like, the grander scale of things? Were, were you getting a lot of out-of-towners to the club, or...? Yeah, there
1: was people coming from all over. There was quite a big, quite a big following from Kiswick. Right. Um, there was a few came from all over, really. Carlisle bushes and stuff. Right. Back in the day, but...
0: yeah. Because the, there wasn't anything that size or that scale anywhere no else. No. I mean, you've obviously got you had like the park in Whiteheaven, but it was just a standard size nightclub. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't what you would call like a, a big room sort no. of thing. Um, you had a couple of things through in Carlisle, but as I said, a lot of things opened and closed. 99, 2000, this was something brand new. It was fresh. No one knew what to expect, no. would
1: you say? And it had a decent... It, they put a Martin sound system in it, and it was one of the best, like at the time, one yeah. of the best you could get.
0: Right. Anyways. So, so from there, where where are we where are we going?
1: What what sort of come next? You you we, it was there was me, Simon Kennedy and Pete Varty and we we started having um big name DJs on every Saturday. Right. Club night, club nights and
0: So who were you getting in? People like to relate to what you you've talked about on it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So who would you who were you getting in at the time
1: then? Um at Lisa Pinup. Yeah. My and Block on Lisa Lashes. Judge Jules, Paul Glasby
0: so you can sort of you can sort of read of what was going on at the time yeah, it, was it was very just a, much a big... hard house and
1: trance and uh, mm. uh,
0: uh, uh, a mashup of of that yeah, yeah, the sun essential tour yeah. they came up so was w- were you networking with these people at the time were you, were you obviously you will not been to production or anything at that point no, no. no so were you were you giving demos to them or anything like that no i didn't do anything like that
1: no, yeah, it's it's just, just so you you were happy just doing I was happy look. just doing what we were doing, right? What
0: year does this take us up to then from from there? Are we you are getting the weekly Saturdays in We are we're, you, were you up holding like um big big events like our say a bank holiday big Yeah, and stuff I mean like be, I
1: think it held does it, it hold two and a half thousand with with the chill out room when, yeah. when it first opened. Some nights they, they had that in like the those numbers in on, on Mad Fridays and stuff and it was just insane. Right. I mean, it, it,
0: it's mental to see that like if you think about... Judge, Judge Jules came, obviously. Mm. But if you think, like, Judge Jules at that time was... Like, like, It's like Marco said, he'd have been in the top 10 DJs in the world, like, on the poll. Yep. And, like, you couldn't get that in the, this area now. No. Like, well, I'm almost certain you couldn't get it. I don't know any promoter who, who would be willing to put their hand in the pocket to pay that. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's insane at how... DJs evolved over the years, and like the more like celebrity superstars and all that. With regards to the, the top the top ten DJs in the world, is there any sets that stick out in your mind from that time? Like, was there a, a moment There's in some, time? We
1: had some good nights. Like um, Millennium New Year's Eve, we had Fragma on. Yeah. Mm, we had Marky Claude as well. As well, we had them on, and they were they were actually Fragma's lightning jock. The crack behind the Fragma. Crack was obviously the tune got picked up by Positiva, and I think a guy in Black Pearl had made the bootleg. Right. The original bootleg. Yeah. Positiva, like obviously, realised how well it was doing, right. and then they released it properly. And
0: the, didn't they yeah. pull it down? The, they pulled it down because she never clearance for her, for her vocals and had to get it re-sung, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But it was released as a, like a, a dub mix at the beginning, wasn't it? It was and just it was just a bootleg, I think. That, yeah, it, it was just Tocame, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. A quality tune, though. I don't know why. It's not, it's not one of them tunes I listen to all the time because I'm not I always I always thought it was overplayed like mm. well, it was always in a like, lot of tunes are overplayed but, but I don't know I get two two in the moment with, with, with certain tunes and stuff like that you'll play like something will come on on, on, on like my shuffle on my playlist now i be like oh take you back to a certain time and a place yeah. so when you think when you think of like um, Fragma do you think do you think of the Millennium 2000 like is that is that what it takes you back to
1: yeah mm. and and uh, it was a funny story. Me and me and Simon went to pick them up from because there was there was four of them I think, was yeah. I, mean, I think he was called Dirk Duderstad and I think was the other guy. With him was called Duderstad and that that was that was Fragme.
0: Were you DJing and then were you still going out as a as a clubber at the time yeah. as well? So at this time we were we were two thousand would have been so there'd have been like a lot of like hard house events on around. Were you into the hard house at that
1: time? Um, it was around about the time I did get into hard house that, that that era. Yeah, and what was? But it was just it was just a case of going clubbing. You know, right. I wouldn't play in or anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I played the odd tune towards the end of the night, maybe, but... yeah.
0: But there wasn't like a want or need for it just yet. No. Um, so <coughs> <coughs> at this point, is what? What's the the club like? Like, who um, who have you got on every weekend? Will be yourself and then. who there was
1: I, there was three of us. So there was, there was Pete Varty, right? Uh, Simon Kennedy and me. And what we do? We we do like do the the hour each like the, the warm-up yeah the middle or the, the last hour and right. we just we just used to rotate and then obviously the, the guest dj would be on in between right the middle and the last that, that's so how it works for it's like play.
0: three complete different styles isn't it like mm. i know you are all versatile because i've heard you play various sets. i will
1: usually you, you so say say i was doing the first hour i'll just play house and then say yeah Simon was doing the middle he'd play for the middle music and right. we just we just rotated like that
0: move like moving forward again what have you got any any memories that stick out from that time? Like um, any any stories about say, any guests that came up, and you've you've just had like <coughs> a real good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of some. I've got some good stories. Like
0: <laughs> I was playing in France. Um, this was my first international gig, and it was like um, a big. How can I describe it? It was like it was a big deal for me because it was like, it was, I only started playing the harder music at that point and, um, it it sort of, I I was, I was just like amazed that I got asked and anyways, I I went there and I was, um, we got like spoiled, like, I've never been like ever since so we got picked up at the airport by the club manager um, and he took us to the, um, he took us to the hotel and I was with another guest uh, that was on as well from another country, I'm not going to name his name Mm. for obvious reasons we'll get into, but, um, and they, they took us to a villa and they booked a villa for us for the weekend swimming pool we, the, the thing was we shared it and he was he was uh, he was amazed that got track like this as well Like, yeah. obviously it's it's, unheard of really like when, when do you ever get like that type of service like as you say you go and pick them up for a train station that's probably it uh, and take them to a premier inn that's the thing but they, they'd they made this like a big occasion um, and anyways we were, we we're at the whole, uh, thing and he's in the swimming pool and that and you know when you've just got a bad feeling about someone yeah. and I was just like he just he, he didn't give a very inviting vibe anyway so I'd try and have a crack with him and stuff like that because like, I, I talk people's heads off yeah. but he was just like very stern known. didn't want to know yeah didn't want to know anything so anyways we got we were getting picked up at like five o'clock uh, the club opened at nine and he was like right we're going to take you out for some food and they took us to uh, like a Michelin star restaurant yeah. and had like a duck leg and it was, it was really nice like really really good but we're getting in the in the, the the transport to the thing, and he was going. I want some. I want some some drugs now, and he's like, he's like, we'll we we'll sort you out when you get to the club if you want. He's like, no, there's no guarantee. I want my drugs now, or I'm not moving. And they were like, the promoter was like you could tell how serious he was and how stern he was in his voice. And I was just like, this isn't gonna. Do you know what I mean? Gonna end well. He was being really stubborn. Believe it or not, he's never been booked again since. So it no, no. sort of tells you what <laughs> it was like. Yeah. Um, and then we had to they to make him a promise that they're getting delivered to this Michelin star restaurant, right? So we went for this nice food, it was, it was lovely. Do you know what it was like? It was like, what's that tea room you go to? The chalet. The, in, in Keswick. It's like the small tables and that, and it was like quite intimate, and it was, it was really, really nice, mm. but like, it was like a fancy food. No, it's a bit too much for me, but if you get it for free, then why not? Eh? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So we went <clears throat> we went, to this, we went to this thing, and, he's, and he, he, was like, he was getting real abrupt, like slamming his hands on the table and that, like, if you want me, if you want me in your club, this is what you need to do. <laughs> And it was like I was just thinking, what a dick. And I'm like, do you know what? You, you'd be embarrassed on behalf of someone. Yeah. And then, anyways, the they had to go to the to get somebody to to go on a moped. The um, and he he drove up to the club, bought whatever he'd got. I don't know what he'd got. And he would come down to the back down to this restaurant and gave him it. And he was like, after that, he he turned into a different person. He yeah. It was like it was like, right, that's it, that's fine. But but like once he would got what he wanted, his yeah. demands. So he went to the toilet and that and, and took whatever they gave him. I, I don't know what it was at the, at the time, to be honest. So we're just sitting there and he, he comes back and he's all jolly and we're we're going down to the club. And it was like a bit of a surreal moment. Basically, what happened was we went in and there was people outside queuing up, but like they had like they'd been given like copies of our mixes out and we were signing yeah. them. Like just like <laughs> absolutely Zedless <laughs> celebrities. It was embarrassing. Like, not embarrassing, but like they had no clue who we were they just no. promoted it as this is a foreign DJ coming like absolutely no clue who we were um, and we went in and he like he walked past everyone like, he didn't do any pleasantries or anything like that yeah. like he was just so stubborn um, and then we got in the club and that and the, the warm up DJ was on and uh, playing and and we were in on this balcony look, overlooking onto the, the dance floor It was getting rammed and this guy was going on before me and he passed out on the seat. He just took all of his drugs that he'd been given, <laughs> and just passed out. Um, I'll show you photos when we get off the thing. Uh, so it's bad, but like um, he couldn't do his set. He couldn't do anything. And then they had to get one of the glass collectors <laughs> to hold him up. And he was, he was he's quite a, a large lad as well. Yeah, I had to hold him up on the decks while he doing his set. Hey? Oh, like so going into the mid two thousands. What was what was the scene like at that point? Like what what was the local area like?
1: I just closed down after a while.
0: Where's
1: that actually? It's where with the spoonsies you now. Oh it was, it was, yeah, sorry. It was, called yeah. Main, it was called Main Street, and then it was yeah. it, 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 right. it, it named it ISIS.
0: So what were you playing there as well?
1: Played in there a couple of times. Um,
0: what was the music policy?
1: It um, was just same as what it was around town, really. Uh, just Passions oh. and stuff like that. Right, right, right a bit, a bit yeah. of everything.
0: So what? So what clubs were you playing? Sort of mid two thousands. Were you fusion? ISIS? Just, just
1: fusion. Yeah. yeah. Really.
0: Um. Were you building a reputation for yourself at that point? Like, what? Like, would would,
1: would people know you? I, I, I don't know. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I mean, people. So obviously, I mean, it, when, it, when it happened, when when I was DJing there, and obviously, like you saying, people start getting to know you. Yeah. You just, it was happening, but yeah. We just. Uh. But you are building your own
0: following, aren't you? That's yeah. It just,
1: time I was just going and playing music, but
0: people see you first, and it's like, oh, there's. Think, yeah, I. like you see, it's it's similar now. Like you can go out to a supermarket, and it's like you'll see people who who were in the twenties then, and they've all got kids now, and they'll see you and they'll give you the, oh all right, how's it going? Like
1: yeah, I mean when I, when I bump into people, it's, pe- it's people from that era that, that, that know me more than yeah the, the new people. I mean I can go around town and work and nobody knows who I am. Yeah, that, that's, oh, wait, that's a a if I go <laughs> and I, I know, I know, I know, if I go electric super whatever, yeah, maybe a handful of people.
0: Yeah, and it's just but like at that 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 moment in time, like you. You, you were integrated within the, the community mm. and you were or the DJ from Fusion, like
1: Yeah, I mean we're talking twenty years ago, I mean I have done it for ten years. It's scary, it's, isn't it's, it? Like it's, how it's, fast it's it's, cold, extremely, right? it's extremely scary. Yeah. At
0: this point had you done a tidy weekend, had you been as, as
1: uh, we've been clubbing every and we, I think we've done a few tidy weekenders and we used to go to Leeds just yeah. clubbing and stuff. Right. Oh, obviously the gate questions and stuff like that. It was just when the clubs were really, the clubs were amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, when you see videos and that now and it's like it's like I said I've said on a previous podcasts so I've said like back then if you got if you got 400 people in a club you were disappointed mm. but 400 people now at a rave it's like it's like a standard isn't it like yeah, you know what I mean yeah. um, so <coughs> have you got any stories about going to your first tidy weekender or um. obviously it was it was a brand new concept for it's time like I know you get like the Scar weekenders and the Motown sort yeah, of stuff yeah. But like, what
1: it was? It was a new idea, wasn't it? it yeah, it was. Mm. It was.
0: It hadn't been a rave so no. to say. like a so, three-day three event. So, just out of curiosity, obviously I wasn't around at that time. How were you hearing about these these weekenders? Because you didn't have the social media, no. or anything
1: like that. So that's a, that's a good question. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: um, was it? Was it like? I'm, I'm just speculating. So I don't know. Is it, is it mixed? It, it or, must have
1: been mixed. Oh, it must have been magazines and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So you,
0: you what? And you were just seeing and thinking. Line-up looks
1: decent. Mm, you get, uh, obviously, you get mix CDs on the front of them, and some of them were hard house yeah. mix CDs. That's back probably, in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, that's probably what got us into it.
0: Right. So, what what was the culture like in the area? Was Was a few years going down to to the weekenders, or was it just, Yeah, there was like, a handful a, of years. What was a
1: it? handful of years? There was quite a big. It's quite a few people in the hard house back then.
0: Yeah, um, because <laughs> I know you you did get like you had for a for a time you had. Like a really good hard house following. It wasn't just like a fusion. I'm talking about this area. The, the yeah, area itself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Quite a but, few people got into it, but like you say, people change, don't they? And, yeah, and they, and they grow up and they move on and they have kids, yeah. and it, it kind of just went like that.
0: But would you say that it was it was well established in the area?
1: Um, I would say if if you think of England as a whole and you just use hard house as a genre, I would say, Cumbria was probably the worst worst. County to do it in, really? oh. <laughs> and the uh, I mean, likes, likes in Newcastle as well. We go over to Newcastle, and there's, there's a few people over there that have into hard house, but that was the same. It wasn't really the scene. It, yeah, it's not
0: really. Much as the soon same as
1: you start going down south towards Leeds, Birmingham, then it was just
0: massive, 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 massive. scene. Well, yeah.
1: I'm saying massive, not not massive, massive, but. It was bigger than you could you could have a night. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You could you could put a night on.
0: So um two thousand and six, two thousand and seven smoke smoke and ban came in then for obviously it affected a lot of places but it affected fusion massively. Um what what was it like sort of the the later years, we'll say two thousand and six to two thousand and ten, so
1: um uh, well at some point between when when it opened in that ten years, Luminale has just bought it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then that's when they came in and they wanted to change the music policy and everything so we had a bit of a they wanted it to be really commercial um, so we kind of like you know as you do as a DJ meet them halfway
0: right so what you were playing
1: try and keep them try and keep them happy but then try and keep keep playing some good tunes as well
0: yeah so what were you doing playing like like remixes of commercial yeah I mean or? I got on a
1: few mail and this is like um, Hyperactive and Euro Solution but they just send you you, right. do, you do your charts every week that's how I started getting the new tunes then
0: Right, so then you were like, having to appease like both sides, like the 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 clubber and yeah, the the industry. And I
1: think probably then it must have been when when a company comes in and changes the music style like that. They they've obviously been looking at the numbers, right? And it was a new company, and maybe they wanted, they thought it needed to change. But I mean, you,
0: you were still getting good numbers at that time. Weren't I you? think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's not a good. Thing. So so we carried on for ages, and then it, it, it ended up being. It was me, and then they got other the DJs on, like they got Tim J to do the Saturdays, and they got Dave Coates. Yeah. That lad called Jimmy C, who he, he came up and they just kept changing the DJ. Right.
0: So there wasn't, like, a solid structure at that point? No. <clears throat> uh, that um, one question that we got in from... I'm sorry, I've, I haven't got a phone on me, but um, we've got a question here on the group, and it was, uh, how did you meet Andy? Cause how did
1: you meet Andy? Yeah, that's... A...
0: It's because it's obviously a lot, of, a lot of people who will listen to this will have heard your your sets with Andy yeah. um, from the club, and it was always Millsy, Andy Kelly, we sort
1: of. Well, that, that, around about that time, that's when Andy started DJing, and we just used to. We got to the stage where Dave Coates would do the the main night, and we'd do like a bit of warm up in the last hour, and then the last hour was like we thought to ourselves, well, it's the last hour. You know, that's when people usually go home anyway, so we'll, we'll play some good tunes in the last hour, and that's what we ended up doing.
0: Right, but you you did actually build like a really credible reputation for that last hour. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I wasn't even there, but I I know.
1: We had some good nights, like. Yeah,
0: like I know a lot of people still hold the last hour in in like high regard. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, yeah, I'm not not looking your ass out like that, but like <laughs> it's, it's just how it is. Like if you talk to somebody about fusion, a lot of a lot of people that roll off the tongue when when they say it's you and Andy back to back, and it's like. Yeah. So how, how did that? How did how did you meet Andy? Was he coming in as a clubber? Or? Do you know, I don't know.
1: I can not remember when I first met him. I didn't, I, mean, I can't remember the situation. Is that yeah. what I mean? Oh, right, I just okay. like it's like annoying. So
0: was it? Was he? Did he? When you met him, was
1: he a DJ? Or? Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, so
1: it was sort of was he? Yeah. He was. He was a DJ, and it was just he, he was DJing back then, and he he was doing sets, you know, in Isis and stuff like that. Right. But then he started DJing in Fusion, and that's when we started. We started engineering Hard House as well, which was.
0: So what's yours? Know, Is sort of. 2006ish.
1: 2006.
0: So um, what, what? So we will get into the production side of it as well. Um, what? What were you? What was your first production together? What was? Uh, what, was it a Hard House tune or?
1: Yeah, well, we, we just basically um, we didn't really have a clue what we were doing. Really, we just we just made a tune and we called it. We called it in my house. When we sampled loads of stuff off some other hard house tunes, right? And we got Andy got an email off um, Mark Johnson who was like going oh, Triple I tracks, right? And that was one of the tunes that we sampled, yeah. For one of his records, off a tune he had on Triple I tracks, yeah. And he told us we had to take it out and redo it. And oh man, it was an I nightmare. thought he was going to say, "Oh yeah, we'll
0: we'll sign it soon you." We samples. got
1: signed to a label called Housewives Choice. Which I was, remember that was that Leeds based. Yeah, it was Leeds based. Yeah. yeah, by a guy called Locks, was it?
0: Yeah, so you you were putting tunes out. We when you made this tune that it, is it in my house, you say. Yeah. It, were, were you playing that out in the club? No, we didn't have the confidence to put it out. Well, you, know. it
1: was too hard. We couldn't have played it in fusion. Yeah. So
0: what? What was that tune? Is that like? Is that proper like? Stomping? It was absolutely
1: rock hard, yeah. Right. But we were just uh, testing the water. Really. I mean, Andy was just, Andy was engineering, and we were just coming up with tunes. We made we made quite a few tunes, it? It, I mean, in my house you listen back to it now it it sounds really old but it got it was weird it got a good following in australia yeah. but
0: it was of its time though it, you, you say it sounds really old now but yeah, at I mean, the time it probably didn't it probably fitted in with what was getting put out
1: yeah it was just it was just it was just different back then yeah. but it was a different sound it wasn't the hard house it was it was quite a hard hard house sound that we were making
0: yeah and um, from what i remember um when i first heard andy's sets he was he was playing really like tough hard house and it was like that sort of um, big heavy Hoover stuff. And, yeah, you know, it like
1: it had a name called Energy back then. Energy, yeah, mm. that's
0: what that's what I remember it as. Uh, that shit, big in like Australia, New Zealand, and that mm. sound, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, they, they like the music a lot harder over there. <laughs> they've, got, they've got Grady J and, and <clears> that.
0: So, so we're coming up to like sort of you, you two, well, coming into your two thousand and tens. Were so you what we what style of music were you putting out then? Like, we you, you still putting out the the Hard House on various labels? Were still working together at that point?
1: Um, we were still making tunes, but we didn't really... We were getting them released, but it, it wasn't really like... We didn't have anything. We got, one, we got in my house pressed on vinyl, which was pretty good.
0: Yeah. we got the vinyl still, yeah? Mm, yeah, yeah, still got
1: the like vinyl. Excellent. Um, Completely different now with music, isn't it, with the MP3s and that? If you want a tune now, yeah. or back then, if you wanted a tune and it was only on vinyl, you, 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 if you couldn't get it, you were... You couldn't just download it or copy it off somewhere. It's so
0: accessible now. Mm -hmm. Um, We said about breaking anthems and that before. Like it's something at anthem. If you can go onto the internet and get it
1: as soon as. Exactly. I mean, the whole idea of listening to a tune, like say System F 5 on the radio, for instance, that was the only place you'd heard it then, and you couldn't really, you couldn't go home and just download your own copy of it. So you 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 needed to go and buy it on vinyl if you if you wanted to listen to it, not play it out. I've
0: I've talked to people in the past, and like there's a lot of people out there who aren't DJs but the big tune pushers. So like. They were, they were, they've They told me in the past that say for instance they would get um, they would hear a tune on the radio knowing full well that they were going to go and play it in the nightclub say if say it was in the park or say, say Fuse or something like that and they would drag the mates out just to show them this, this yeah, yeah tune no. in hope that it might be it might not even be played but in no. hope that like, if it comes on they can go this is the tune that I heard sort of thing because so. there, there wasn't a Shazam or anything back then do you know what I mean no. it was, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different Different ball game now. Yeah. So the back end, we'll we we'll move on to the back end. of fusion, um, that that sort of was dying off. What 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 did you have in your head at that point? Like, what, were you driven to get into other clubs or? Um, what I think was the thought?
1: I have got a few residencies in town after fusion. I DJ'd in Royal Oak and Elliot's. Yeah. But I mean, that was like you couldn't. We were playing just more commercial stuff. Yeah. You know, to keep people in. The, it was basically people coming the pub and you've got to try and keep them in. Right. But you, 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 DJing round town, it was, you, you soon found out that the people would come on the circuit, no matter what you played, they were coming for a drink and they were going. You, you, yeah. you playing tunes wouldn't keep them in the pub any longer, in working. Yeah. Everyone was just doing this... Nah,
0: this We'll go for a pint here, a pint there. Yeah, right now, and then, and then the, Royal Oak, at the
1: time Royal Oak was the place where everyone went before Fusion. Or right. then it would be Elliot's. It'd yeah. be like a, almost like a meeting place, you know what I mean? And that'd be the last pub everyone would be in, and it'd be rammed. Yeah, and then when Fusion opened, everyone went Fusion. It was like that for quite a bit.
0: So we're now moving on to sort of. So it's it's closed down. When did it close down in two thousand and ten? That's just what I've. I've Mm, No,
1: I I I stopped, I stopped DJing. It's got a bit much for me with the music. I stopped DJing it there after a while. Um, And and I think Andy carried on with Dave, for for a bit, for a
0: little bit. Um, Were you still into the, the the DJing and stuff like that, or was was it just? Were you just wanted to go move on to somewhere else, or what was oh, yeah, I, just, I just had enough. I think, uh, well, I think this is the sort of t- time and era where I think I first met you. Um, coming to after post fusion, so um, post fusion, it was um, uh, I can remember Marco putting a couple of nights on in,
1: uh, yeah, Ma- Ma- Marco up with the idea of because our ah, house was still it wasn't massive income, but it was.
0: But you could fill. You a could, pub. You know yeah, I mean? you, yeah, get you two could get a couple pub. hundred, maybe a yeah. couple hundred people in Royal Oak. Yeah.
1: Oh, Elliot, we had some good nights. Yeah. Some of the DJs came up. I mean, a DJ called Adam M, he came up.
0: He puts some tough stuff in, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he <just laughs> I, but he said it's one of the best nights he's had. Yeah. just because it was. It was just the, it's just. It's a very intimate venue because the, the DJ yeah, was box just,
0: was only uh, like two widths, uh, two people width, is I mean, it? the
1: Hard I've seen, he's all like that because cause there isn't that many people into it. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. It's the same in the bounce scene, I suppose. Obviously, yeah. it's bigger. But it's just like a little. <laughs> Like when, you, when you put, when you put a night on it's like a little rave huh? and you know, yeah. you know everyone. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, you could describe it as a large house party essentially, yeah. isn't it? Um, so I think I, I, think you might have been on in I can't remember was Elliot or the Oak when I first seen you I hadn't talked to you at this point like, but I came in and it was what night was he?
1: We had um, Marco put um, the Tidy Boys on in Tidy, that's where I met you, that's it. Yeah, um, eight, that was a good night. Tidy Boys
0: and Elliot's, yeah, um, and there was Flash Harry as well. Mm. Was that right, was that, is that think, the same night we're talking about? I think so. Yeah, um, yeah that, was my, that was my first Hard
1: House night, there, because obviously... I mean, it, t- the Tidy Boys are quite commercial, so when, you, when you're looking at Hard House, if you want to say you're going into Elliot's and it's the first time... It, right. The idea is if people come to that Tidy Boys night and then they're not really into Hard House, but they have a good night... They maybe maybe think, oh, Hard House isn't too bad, but but the Tidy Boys are quite quite commercial, you know, vocally. So you know they're the guys you want on to get people into Hard House.
0: To be honest with you, um, I'd I'd listened to Hard House and that before, but I wasn't. I was always massively into my Italian and bounce. Um, So when I seen a flyer saying they they were coming up, I was like, right, well, I may as well try to see if I like it. I went there and it was like as you said they the the commercial side of them brought me in like yeah, yeah, it super yes. me in so um and it, would you like this might be a bit of a bit of a bold statement but would you say that was probably one of the only decent nights of that year like there wasn't there wasn't much going on there was only, no, yeah, the, only the only nights i can
1: think of are the dreamland nights yeah there wasn't the, much they were, going they were, on they were, that at in time no
0: um and even with dreamlets
1: no Dream, started dreamland started off even think it was in red house Mm-hmm. and then we went to Royal Oak and I think then he'd done some in Elliott's.
0: yeah but um, I remember two, was it 2000 we're so moving a bit further on now 2012-2013 um, they had like Cali Gage on mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and Steve started putting some yeah. big names well big name, same big yeah name. so like a big headliner but like loads of passionate DJs like yourself and like um, mm-hmm. the, there was, yeah, was on, and there's then there some was like co- Tom Haywood um, yeah and Borg and- that. All, I mean, all, passionate, was, hard all, all, all passionate hard DJs, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the area. So the formula was there,
1: but it might... Just wa- there just wasn't enough of us. Yeah, that's what I mean, but it's like,
0: wrong time. Would, would you say if you brought something like that back now, there would be... I
1: no, I don't think it'd be even worse now. Do you think so? Mm, yeah. you, not,
0: would you not see a resurgence
1: in it? No. because Adam I mean, Burgos Ber- tried it. I did a mix for Burgos for that... Um, Hard house, work, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah. Was, what he was going to do, he, if he was thinking of putting nights back on, he was just going to, just like what you could do, just sprinkle a bit of hard house in towards the end.
0: That, know, do, the, do
1: a bounce night okay. and add a bit of hard house and try and break hard house that way in, in, into yeah. like the bounce scene, but it, it never materialised.
0: Um, he did that. He did ask me about that, and the idea on paper sounds so good. Would I know? Well, this might get a bit geeky for some people listening now, but like, with, with the subgenres of, of of hard house, would you would you say what? Sort of like Digital Mafia is doing. He's yeah. a bit. It's a bit slower and groovier. Could could it translate well with the local house crowd? Because the the, the, the mean, tech I, house I, crowd ground yeah. here is it, it's it's quite large with the younger. And I mean the
1: the funky sound of hard house. You could you could play that. No, but I, I think it's, I mean big vocals, isn't it, and big drops, yeah. big kickoffs.
0: I think I think that's what Berg had in, in mind. With it, it was like it was like play a vocal, hmm. play play essentially like te- like you would say tech house, but a little bit faster. So like. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like you did, Digital Mafia's um, Ross Thompson. Like, that's a lot of, of like...
1: stuff. Yeah, I mean, you could you could even go as far as play classic classic hard house. You could do a classic hard house set. Yeah, from like 99 2000. It would sound like Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <well, laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the tunes. A lot of the tunes had the same. Um, that, that was the baseline for hard back then. <clears throat>
0: well, if you listen to a lot of, because um, obviously I'm massively into like the the bounce stuff and that. But if you listen to old uh, cricketer CDs or like Sanctuary CDs, every in it you, like I don't know for a DJ song, say, say Desire Zone or John G or someone like yeah. that they'll they'll play an Italian track and then mix it into like a brain basher's tune like like of that time yeah. they, they didn't they, there wasn't a set rule of what you can play I don't yeah. think you get away with it now but it was like you could play you could play like a Euro trance tune into, into a hard house tune and, and like yeah with with the ethos being anything goes as long as you keep them dancing, but now if he hasn't got like a big heavy beat in the background, like if you if you go to hard house night, if hard like nothing against hard house followers because the bounce lot of the same, and I think that the hardcore a lot are the same and the Italian lot of the same. If it, if it differs differs too much away from, from that the sound they know, like, it, they don't like it. Like no. it, it's, it's, what it is. Um, a good example of this is. Um, <clears throat> um, bad Behavior, the the production group, uh, Bonley and Greenie, they they came back in two thousand and twelve, but Greenie had been doing um, come when um like the jack House house got big yeah he moved over and started doing that type of stuff so when he came back and done the bounce stuff again, you could tell there was a big Jackin influence within their sound they did like a remix of um a track they released in two thousand and five and it was. Um, rescues someday yeah oh yeah so they 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 did a remix of someday and it sounded very jacking inspired and i liked it but a lot of the bounce lot hated it because it's not the sound that they used to yeah yeah and i imagine now in hard house because it's got that them people like yourself um who've grew up with it and it's like they're in their head they know what hard house sounds like yeah. Uh, if, if you notice within Hard House, there isn't a lot of 18-year-olds who's coming into it. Now there isn't a lot of young it's, ones. It's still quite an old crowd in Hard House, yeah. Yeah. But like, if you try to differ away from the sound, it, people don't really like it. No. As good as it is. And then you'll maybe find, 10 years down the line, that that sound that was there was actually quite popular. Now it's it's, it's very convoluted, but... Yeah, what, and, what, what and, the, is... and you
1: think that the sound's doing well for genre. Yeah. But it does evolve, doesn't it? Yeah. It just it, naturally evolves because people who engineer the tunes, you, you get you get bored of that sound you're making. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna carry on making tunes.
0: Yeah, I heard I heard a story from, um, I don't know who told the story, but it could be, uh, I, I don't know, but it was um, how hard House was came along was um, like Tony DeVee playing. He'd play like random tunes, say like yeah, in, tunes, in, his trade. Tunes in trade, in trade. And then he'd finish that's with a, with a started, faster. He'd, he'd engineer a faster tune just for the last tune. I mean, a lot of his
1: old, a lot of 200 bits old productions, you could class them as house. Really, they're just really tough house. Yeah, and they were played at hard house speed, and that's how hard house started out. Yeah, but
0: if you back then, um, you, you you would say a hard house, you it could be anything from like one, three, five upwards, up to one fifty. Yeah. Whereas now it seems to have, have chased it up at the BPM a bit. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, I mean one. Yeah, the funky side of it you could get away with 140. Yeah. still you know you wouldn't, wouldn't want to go much faster than that yeah but I, or even 130 it sounds, it's sounds good. it's very
0: interesting that, like I like i i'm fascinated by like how it all how it's all like evolutionized over time so like you were saying when you were, when you started out in in fusion that for instance you had um you were playing what you would call early Scouse House with the, with the trance tunes that then evolved into its own sound like Castles in the Sky and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and then but, and that, you were trans, uh, Scouse, you know, when Pretty Green Eyes came yeah. out, that was when it just kicked off, didn't it? That,
0: that became that, its own entity.
1: Yeah, and that was, the, that was just the start of Scouse. Yeah. And Rescue and BCD and just big tunes like that all the time. Uh, now,
0: now we're talking about that, I just want to know, like I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to it. But what, what's your thoughts on like bounce music
1: and stuff? Is it... well? I played, I played a hell of a lot of it in Fusion. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it. I like, I like the rescue stuff. Really. Right. I, I like stuff with like more of a like a hypersonic baseline, yeah. which is more like a bass baseline, I suppose you could say. It's like really pumping, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the.
0: So I just I have always wondered what your thoughts. were. Yeah, well, I've yeah. always known you as a bit of a of a hard house DJ. But I know I've not you've been known to throw played, a bounce and that. Played,
1: lo- played a lot of it back in the day. Infusion, yeah. Um, were you pl-
0: were you playing it because that was what was popular? Or, was did, you, or did you genuinely have an interest? No,
1: I in... I, I enjoyed it then. I did enjoy yeah. it back then, yeah.
0: Um, so I mean, I'm not
1: saying that sounded <laughs> like I don't enjoy it now. But... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand. You know what I mean? I was I was really it was I was more into bounce than I would I'd listen to bounce. if that makes sense? You
0: get what well, you get, people. Um, it, who who go to events now, and they they still they're still in that two thousand and two to two thousand and six stage where the, all they want to hear is yeah um, a BCD track like some people get ca- captured in moments in time where it's like it, the will they listen to it's, a, it, a certain it's, like the mem-
1: it's like the memories isn't it the the, the link the link that's linked to it yeah yeah they don't want to change those memories mm. and, um,
0: I think a lot of a lot of bounce gets recycled as well um, because. They know they can make a big tune out of um, something knowing that it's got a big recognisable vocal.
1: Yeah, it's the same in, same in adults. House. Like exactly the same.
0: Um, we were also talking about um, a resurgence within like hard to dance music. Um, so, for instance, you, you bounce, you hard dance, and stuff like that. Do you believe it's come back around because all the 18 year olds now have all grown up with their parents listening to? Going to fusion, going to Yeah, possibly going, yeah. going to the park, going to I don't know, places Well they'll, they'll in, be the
1: people now. that are into bounce now. Yeah. Only the people whose parents were in fusion. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's just it's a... Uh, it, it's just it's weird how it's it's sort of been recycled and it's like because it was dead at one point and mm. and there is a resurgence of, of, of that. Like I I've went to like um barbecues and that with like family and I've got like younger younger like cousins and stuff like that. They're like 15, 16, 17... And they're blasting out some, like, hard house or, like, or, like like some obscure bounce tune. I'm just like, how do you know that? Yeah. And it's just like, well, so-and-so used to listen to it and it's just, that, that's how it's it came about. Yeah. And it's, like, it's quite in, in, insane if you think about it. it is,
1: I, I gave my daughter a lift the other week and she was listening to a bounce mix. I don't know what, I don't know what mix it was. And I was like, oh, you into bounce now. <laughs> is that the
0: thing? Is it just popular with the kids, isn't it? And yeah. Like, if someone's if someone's, someone's mate listens to it and it's like, that's that's how our trends happen, isn't it? If it's like,
1: yeah, oh, exactly. it's cool if so-and-so listens to it, so then I'll I think I'll give it a try mm-hmm. and see I'll see how it is. Um, are you into any other music? I like that, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I used to be in heavy metal. I used to love um, heavy metal. I, don't I, mean, know I like Guns and Roses and Metallica and that when I was mountain biking. Yeah, uh, uh, but I like I like drum and bass. I like I like old I like trance. I don't really like the new stuff. I mean, there's there's a good few tune new tunes come out, but yeah. If I was like I say when I got asked to do a soul fest, I thought. Well, obviously, I'll do a trance set. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm gonna obviously go for classic trance because I think that's what I think right. it'll go down better. But right. I know, that, I mean, I don't really know new trance because I don't listen to new trance yeah. really as much. So I couldn't really put, putting a set together and downloading tunes. I
0: was I was amazed when when you, when, when I heard the the sort of uplifting. offbeat, yeah, I, It wasn't like a modern <laughs> trance tune, so like I knew for a fact that someone was digging for like good good old tunes, and I loved that. Of, of all this time that that you you it's been going on we we've, we've got to like two thousand and thirteen we'll move <coughs> forward. Um, what what were you doing at this point? Because obviously hard house had started to, to to die down. There was, yeah. there was a bit of a resurgence for a while, and then
1: I just did DJ'd in town for quite a, a long time, like Elliot and Oak, Yeah, just yeah. done that. For...
0: You still you still travelling around the country as well as like. Well, we, we were and...
1: going clubbing. um I've got a couple of funny stories. I ended, I ended a, a couple of DJ competitions. I seen it um, when I was at work. I said Dave Pearce in the Daily Star paper. Dave Pearce used to have a page, and it was like a dance thing. And I noticed there was a, there was a, um, a DJ company, so I had not know how I was so I just posted it down and thought, out of it. And then I, I got a phone call saying, "You, you I got through to do the next round, and I had to go to the Club Terminals in London right. to do like a set, and there was going to be judges and that." And I was like, "Oh." Sounds good, but I can't, can't really, that's trying to London. <laughs> so we drove, we, we drove down to London, it was like a 15 minute set. 15 minutes? 15 minute set, and it was like, it was in, it, well, it was in terminals, but it was it, the club was obviously shut, and it was just in the, in, it, I think it was in the back room, right. I'd never been in terminals before. And then there was a guy come on after me, and he, was, he was scratching like Andy Kelly, so I was like, alright, come on then guys, let's go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So do you know who was on with you? Like at all? Do you know any of the DJs? I didn't. I didn't know any no. of the DJs. No. Oh, so it was like a totally random thing. It was just a random.
1: Uh, I was just a random thing. I like entered in, in the Daily Star, and I, that's a random. Mm, I never remember a mad DJ company in a newspaper. That's no, like, it all. It, it was mad. I think it was about eight people went doing a fifteen-minute set, and then there's. I think we, I can't remember if we stopped over or drove on. There's a few of us went down. Yeah, like saw so what met mm. supporting you and
0: stuff like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: like sixteen hours for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a good night out though? Like, well, we just we just went there and then we, we, we just went after that. Did you? We didn't go for a night out in Carl. Yeah, in London, so Got set, I entered a competition on a website called Biscuit Monsters. Biscuit Monsters. Back in the day, it was, I mean, banging tunes and that were out. Right. Those websites. Um, you know, I won a set in, won a set one for, for Sunday Central, at Europa in Leeds. Oh wow! Which was like one of the best clubs in the country back then. It was one of the best clubs in the, in the north of England, definitely. And Obviously, I was just I was on first, just warming up. So we put a bus on, and it was right when CDJs had just come out you know, the, the CDJs that Matt 1s. Yeah, it was that era when obviously the, you'd had the Denon CD players, right?
0: So, what this must have been early 2000s, What We say mid early to mid 2000s, yeah, this? right? I
1: can't remember when they came out, but I can't remember yeah. exactly what year it was. I was that, like, you know, so, so, Robbie Muir, um. Yeah he was a, he started engineering in our house as well and he, he moved in with us and he he made a tune and when I got this set he's like oh you play my tune in Sunday Central and I was like yeah well I'll have to set my CDJ because obviously they, they just they didn't have CDJs in Sunday Central because it was just vinyl then yeah. so I was like fuck it I'll just take it and I'll just you know set the CDJ up I'll ask you if it's okay to set it up so anyway done all that done the set and it was it was only us in there because it was like our bus had got there, and yeah. I was on. I was oh, on first so yeah. uh, Eyes It was just a case of. It was obviously just like a market ploy mm-hmm. to get to bring a bus down, you know, with the DJ comp type thing. So I'd done me set and everything, and Eddie Halliwell BK was on as well. And I went right after me set. I went and pulled the phone and laid out my CDJ, and Eddie Halliwell was on after me. He, he was coming on, and he wouldn't. He was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Because obviously he he seen the CDJ." Thinking he walked in the DJ box, seen the CDJ. And he thought it was. He did, I was like unpacking it. And he was like, "You can't take that." And I was like, "It's mine." And then we had to get the the guy who had done the DJ company he'd gone home, so I couldn't even find him because right. I was like, "I need to find the guy who's who's organised it all, yeah. so he can say that it's, it's not the clubs." <laughs> right. So we ended up having to stop while Eddie Oliver used my CDJ. Oh, that's a story. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, luckily, I would wrote my name on the bottom of it in, in permanent marker. So after right. after he set, I turned it over and it just, I would wrote Millsy on it, and he was like, "Right, oh, hey, yeah, that's <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite a mad crack." Um,
0: what 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 type of music were you were you playing? Like what not? What type of music, what type of tunes were you playing on the wall then? Just i just out of interest. Yeah,
1: I, um, that, yeah. it'd be a more funky sound. Was
0: it? So <laughs> you mm-hmm. so you were because so a lot of people I know this is sort of off subject but a lot of people who do these comps, they just go in like sort of all things blazing. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, I mean it was. Were you, were you so to, have a, to have, have a DJ
1: comp on, in a club you're going to be on first aren't you the, yeah. the person who's won the DJ comp so in in a way he, that person's just going to depend on who they are they're going to just go down and play whatever set they would, were going to play for the DJ comp whether they're on first or not yeah
0: but like uh, what I'm saying is like see, see this set because obviously for, I don't know what you were feeling like but for me to be warm and up for an Honesthood Essential like, it's quite, quite a big deal like, mm, for yeah, me personally yeah. like were you practicing your set before, and were you like? No, yeah, that's or something, or that's like something
1: that. I've never never really doing. I never really practice my set or anything.
0: Uh,
1: I do more so now. I mean, I did yeah. I did for I did for Soulfest. I, I plan my set more now than I did back then.
0: I'm not really much of a set planner. To be no, honest, no I'm but, not, I never have been. But um, yeah, obviously,
1: because you want to read the crowd, don't you?
0: Yeah. Um, when you when you when you play, especially when you play warm up as well, it's like it's the hardest set of the night to play, but most rewarding. So like, if you you and your mate Scott there. They're not all gonna get on the dance floor at once until I've had a drink in that. Movie. No. you can get the foot tapping and on the dance floor, you you, you know you. It was, it was right just there. a
1: good thing just to say that I've I've actually DJed for you know in in you got to DJ in that club, even though it was basically we would just gone in and opened the door and put the sound system on it, which just was us in there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Do oh, you no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's somewhat off the bucket list. Would, would exactly. you say that was a bucket list club?
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't say I, I don't know if I've
1: heard of it to be honest with you. I can't say yeah, how. Amazing. But. um, Obviously, if you took a book at this club, it must have been something prestigious for you. Oh, well, me and Andy, me and Andy, uh, a guy called Clarkie from Scotland right. started doing nights called Hard Candy right. in, in Fusion. and Infusion, and he took us, he took me and Andy to Cavos in Edinburgh in Scotland DJing for his night, right. and we had he had big names on like Just Jills and that. They were quite good times. So- we picked we picked at uh, least a pin up from the, the the airport in Cavos. Uh, yeah. and we, got, we got, quite, got, got on quite well with him we nearly crossed the Jeep on the way back <laughs> oh, <a bit> <laughs> oh fucking hell <laughs>
0: scary
1: times but what were, you, what were you
0: doing out there then what year was this um, oh. this, is,
1: this is interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, a, he had quite a few contacts there eh? he, yeah. he, he could get any big DJ he wanted and he must have had the money and he was putting nights on but obviously he was doing them in Scotland and were, we were going to Glasgow and DJ and they were good nights
0: so uh, what club was it you you were playing over there then? I couldn't tell, you know, couldn't tell t- t- just all. T- we just turned up. <laughs> we just there. <sighs> I'm I'm quite like, I would say I'm on the spectrum when it comes to like remembering things. Like I remember all the clubs I play. I write it down as well, just just in case I forget. And it's, and then someone's like, can you remember this night or something? I write it all down in notebooks. Um, and I write down like my record collection. I've actually got it in a book, wrote down. Um. Record label A to Z, and it's 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 a bit sad, but it's just my way of remembering. Yeah. Or if you got that tune, and then rather than like digging it out and realizing you haven't got it, but you have a memory of it and whatnot, so now I just if I've got it, if I if I've put a little mix together like that, and I've got the the, the vinyl out, I can just have a scroll through my book and that. Right, I've got that, get that one out and stuff like that. That's just me being a bit like particular with things, but yeah. with regards to clubs and that, whenever I've whenever I I play somewhere new or um or play a new event or like i always try and write it down um just for literally just for memories that to look back on and it's like right oh well, i did this at this time and do you know what i mean like yeah. it's just it's just one of them things it's i'm a bit particular and weird about like i i don't know maybe it's just me <laughs>
1: but, we're, um, we're moving out at the moment and uh, i've put all my stuff in storage and i was emptying all my records obviously i'm Putting the records in my car and I'm finding t- tunes that I used to play in fusion and the sleeves are all knackered and I'm like yeah. picking it up and I'm thinking the memories of the memories from that tunes like you can yeah. tell you can tell I've played it quite a few times in fusion because the sleeves like in one, there's yeah. only there's only one at half like half the sleeve and it's all taped up
0: it's like it's like when you were playing tunes there as well obviously a lot of it are you say none, none of it's planned because you've got a full night of tunes but. You would like you would grab a tune and just throw it on, and then you would sort of disregard for the for the sleeve and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can tell that a tune that's been hammered from a tune that hasn't. Um So, through what we've talked about, have you got what what what's your favourite sets ever? If like if say your top three favourite sets, I asked I asked the vast number of guests this, and it's just what 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 was just the perfect right time, right place, and it just felt like. Do you know, I never thought I'd do this when I started out, like... Yeah,
1: um probably should have thought of these. Soul Fest is probably you know. a good... I really enjoyed Soulfest. You, I
0: think you had, you, like, as I say, I'm not surprised or whatnot, but when I turned up there, there was a really good atmosphere. Like It, it was, really it was a good atmosphere
1: in. all weekend at that, yeah. at that Hive stage. It was brilliant. And
0: nobody, nobody was, like, there was no... Everyone was in the zone with it. Yeah. Like, if you walked onto the, that stage, because it was, like, it was, like, boxes around the, the, where the dance floor was, wasn't there? Yeah. And if you got in there, it was, like, everybody was tuned into the DJ, and every time you were mixing a tune in, as soon as they'd hear, like, the bass line or the kick drum of what it was and they knew what it was, it was a big hands-in-the-air moment. It's yeah. Like, it it, it, I mean, it I reminded like... me of something from when I first started. It was, like, quite... It was really, really like, nice atmosphere and pleasant and, like... I remember when when I turned up there, the sun was just going down in it over the over the fields because
1: yeah. it was like it's a big outdoor thing, isn't it? It's like just just good. I, maybe I'm just. Yeah, a bit... It, um... it was amazing. The, the Saturday was amazing as well. It was the same same crack. It was just amazing all weekend. That that, that hive tent. Yeah. And all the DJs just just played were, absolutely So was that
0: we playing trance on the Saturday as well? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah right. I, um, I mean, most throughout the day they they were playing like tech house Prague, and prog. I mean, I'm I'm not really. I mean, I could play it, but I don't really own any of it, and I'd have to download it. And, so I thought I'll stick with what I know yeah. and what I enjoy and it, I thought it's a bit of a gamble because it's, it's been frog house yeah. and, and tech house all, all day and I'm just going to come on and play trance it, yeah. could, it could have it could have fell on its ass, but it, luckily it didn't.
0: You, you got a big crowd
1: mm, in there, look, luckily it was early <laughs> um, <laughs> it works.
0: but like like with the, um, I like the tech stuff now, to be honest <coughs> mm. I like, I like yeah, tech no, house it it's got a very it's because it's starting to get a bit tougher now if, mm-hmm. you, if you notice and a bit faster a lot of the bigger DJs like Patrick Toppin uh, Ben Nicky and stuff like that they 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 support a lot of like um, tech house stuff but they're the playing it at a faster BPM it's got yeah. like it's got really early hard house vibe as well well it? yeah I, I mean
1: know. it's all about the baseline isn't it you, yeah. you need to with Soulfest I listened to that tech house all day Saturday Sunday and it, it it was really some really amazing tunes but you, you need you need to listen to it on a good sound system because obviously it's all about the baseline
0: yeah uh, oh yeah um, for uh, The reason that I can't really get into it that much is I'm a casual listener of music, so if you just drive along in the car, you, you're not getting the full of effect of, of what a tech house tune is, are you?
1: No, well, no. Not, not to a great... Not experience. unless you've got a good sound system in it.
0: But that, that high sound system was quality, by the way. Yeah, it was.
1: Um, I think he's going to make it bigger this year, or next, make it bigger for the year. It was a Function one.
0: Yeah, it, it was quality. Um, if I was to ask you for three meaningful tracks of your times... Gone by and why? What would you
1: give me? Twelve-inch Stumpers don't cross the line. That was like one of the iconic Hard House tracks, the UK Gold mix. Yeah.
0: So what? 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 Where does that take you back to? Like what? What? When you first started? When we first
1: started getting into Hard House. Uh, I mean, you listen to it now, it's just it's just almost like bounce.
0: Oh yeah, that all mm. that stuff is isn't it? The you, UK, UK Gold Paul stuff James, is really yeah. like pumping.
1: Mm. Um, you, you could probably play some of it in a, in a bounce set now and you get away with it.
0: Yeah. um I I actually play a bit of hard house in my set. Um, what was it? I played not so long ago. I think I played, oh, that was it. The last century in um, Carlisle, and it was um, the track was uh, Signum and Scott Mark, uh, Just do it. Just do it. Uh, the John Whiteman and Ingo remix, and that build up that goes on and on and on. Like I, I played that at, at a bounce night, and I played it in between some vocal stuff.
1: And it just got because it was different. It got a good reaction. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It's like it's one of Ingo's best tunes. That definitely. Yeah. So what's your uh, number two tune then? Um, I've I've got a trance tune for this. Um, Digger Church of Ra. It was a night. came out in 1999. It was like a big. It was on I the albums. Um,
0: and why did
1: you pick that then? Just I just heard it a few times in Crusher. What, and then you just clubbing, and it's just you know when you just love a tune.
0: So when you when you first heard it. Were you you run to the record
1: shop? I I, I ordered a copy. I think I got a copy of Juno when I heard it. Uh, I've actually done a Hard House remix of it as well. Uh,
0: Were you blasting it out in Fusion and that as well?
1: Yeah, i played it a few times in Fusion. I mean, you you listen to it, it's just a generic trance track, but it's
0: Uh, Obviously, it's it's something that you've picked on that means something to you in that moment of time. Which was a nice trance tune,
1: yeah. Yeah. What's your number three? Um, An old Hard House tune, Blue Amazon, No Other Love, the Nick Rafferty remix.
0: Don't know that tune to be honest. Oh, it's
1: well powerful. Is it? Brilliant. Um
0: maybe that's why I don't know. It, I, I honestly, well you well
1: you do because I sent you that bootleg, that was the, the bootleg. Oh is that, is that the original that tune,
0: right? Oh right. That's the blue Amazon. That is a tune. <laughs> mm. And it's not that hard I do though. It's not like No, not you a
1: you class it as out of chance, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta, just, Quality tune. Hmm. Quality tune. So I was so impressed by that. Um, we were watching a movie on was it was it Friday night and you sent it over. Just
0: what are you doing? I said, oh, I just need to listen to this. And I just thought i <laughs> just give it give her a listen and like get in get in there class. Oh what what have you got? For the for the future, what what's your plans? Have you got anything
1: that you want to plug or anything like that? Like um, d- DJing wise, I've I pretty much. I'm just happy just DJing at home now. Oh, yeah, and I mean I will do a few live streams, etc. But yeah,
0: There's... I mean
1: don't get me wrong. I, if somebody said, "Will you DJ if I was a wood. Yeah, but I, I'm not really that bothered. Yeah. You, so yeah, you,
0: you're, you're winding down, sort of say. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm happy just just um, DJing for fun.
0: Yeah. Have you got any sets coming up or out like that?
1: Um. No, nothing.
0: Nothing yet, no. It's mental, that man. Like mm. I've even got a room at the moment because like, we haven't got a house. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're
1: in between? In between, I've got nothing set yeah. up. I've
0: got to ask you, because uh, ask everyone who comes on, uh, do you like Chinese food?
1: Do I like Chinese food? Yeah.
0: yeah. So if you were to go to a Chinese and get a Chinese takeaway a meal for one, what would you get?
1: You usually get special curry. Special curry. What? What's mm. your side? Yeah. Rice, usually right. our chips, fried rice. But I'll eat, I'll eat, to be fair, I'll eat anything. <laughs> eat anything. Uh, nice one. Um I appreciate you coming on,
0: mate. It's thanks very much. Have you? Uh, I'll be, by the way, I will be getting you back on as well. Once once we get up and going properly, I'm going to get you and Andy to come on together because it was yeah, that, that, you, it was requested. Um We've that, got enough parts to get the mics and that, plugged that in That would so. be good, crack yeah. um, We because, can talk. We can talk
1: more about the hard house scene and the engineering. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: but it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, where can people listen to your music? Um, what what platforms are you
1: on? I'm just, I've am just. i got a SoundCloud, it's just, it's just SoundCloud uh, forward slash Lee Mills. Right. No. And there's there's add House mixes, Trance mixes. Yeah. There is a big variety of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've done a drum and bass mix as well, so there's quite a few things on. Yeah. Like.
0: Um, quite a versatile DJ. It's been a pleasure having you on there, and I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. And I'm sure everyone listening as well hope really so. enjoy it as well, yeah. because... <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's good when um, you talking and stuff, and people pe- people start to remember stuff that happened in the past. And you can tell when you talk about it, you, the smile on your face, and like like you're just nostalgic about it. But yeah, yeah, definitely going to get you on in the future, and um, we'll we'll get you and Andy on as a duo. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be good. Thanks to ev- everyone for listening. Thank um, you very much. Right, I'll see you later.